From the EVKV studios in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, you're listening to The Angry and Negative Show with your hosts, Angry Jim and Negative Dan. season premiere i guess we took our couple weeks off for the all-star break we are back before we get into anything i do want to send a shout out to the boys in light the lamp who provided our new intro song very cool as i try and find their twitter handle because i forgot to write it down i think it's at like the lmp the lmp yeah like lamp (laughs) short for lamp thanks jim i like lamp at light the lamp pa L-A-M-P-P-A. Yeah, give those guys a follow. Give uh, their own Spotify. Uh, YouTube. Yeah, they got a link in their uh, in their Band bio. Like the link that banking. Yeah, give them, give them a listen, guys. They're pretty fun. Check them out. Some fun songs. Thank you very much for providing your song for us. I mean, if you like hockey, you like punk music, you're going like, to like the lamp. So give them, give them a shot. Absolutely. Well, we're back. Just got done watching the Flyers beat the Detroit Red Wings in one of the most boring hockey games I've seen in many a moon. <laughs> Dude, that is an understatement. I was even going to try to lie and say, it was, oh my God, it was an energetic, exciting game. Can't believe they shut them out 3 nothing. you know, all around dominating effort. And when you look at the numbers, the, the numbers kind of show you that. Like They, they kind of say that the Flyers dominated that game, but... Sure didn't so, feel like it. So boring, man. I don't even know if I watched a second period. I mean, I did, I did it but like it I don't. Three fucking days. <laughs> yeah. I definitely watched, but I couldn't tell you what happened. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was that was a drag, man. That was boring. Thirty-one shots on goal for the Flyers, sixteen for the Red Wings. Brian Elliott's fortieth shutout of his career, second in three games. Not challenged a whole lot. Overall, the team in front of him was very good. Scott Lawton opened the scoring. Kevin Hayes got his second shorthanded goal in as many games, his fourth of the season, and Niskanen wrapped it up with a empty netter, his seventh of the season. Yeah, you know, it was <laughs> it was a pretty good game. This was one of those games, like, I was sweating bullets all day for this one. I was like, oh, like, if there's ever a trap game, it's this one right here. And yeah. the first period was 0-0. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. And the second period bored everybody to death, and they somehow won 3-9. Like, it was a pretty good game. I don't think Detroit had all that many chances. Larkin had a good uh, good couple opportunities late in the second and early in the third. But other than that, there was nothing uh, super substantial there for the Red Wings. And the Flyers just did what they do. And, uh, yeah. And, and dude, and, and what they do is, and, you know, remember in the summer we were kind of talking about they're going to play more of a defensive structured system and maybe not that many blowout games i mean uh, i mean we're gonna i know we're gonna get to the pittsburgh games later on in the show but the pittsburgh game where they won three nothing they completely dominated that game uh, defensively they defensively dominated and that's what they did tonight um 
you know, now it was against the Red Wings. It wasn't against a team like the Penguins. So uh, I think some of us out there on Twitter expected, you know, a big four or five, nothing romp, you know, and they need to destroy them if they, you know, if they, if they really want to show that they're turning a corner. I didn't have that kind of feeling going into this game. I kind of am like, okay, they, they've beaten some pretty, they've beaten some of the best teams in the league over the last two weeks. All I want them to do is go into Detroit you know, get a W and come out healthy. I don't. I don't want to see Brian Elliott getting hurt. Uh, I don't want to see anybody stupid getting hurt. You know, it doesn't need to be physical game. Doesn't. I. I saw uh, what's that one guy's name? Gavani Smith trying to stir some stuff up. You know, the Flyers didn't get involved with any of that. Um, they got a couple goals from some some uh, key players, and, and they got out of there with a three nothing win. You, you mentioned sixteen shots given up. You know, this is the style the Flyers play now. They're playing a defensively sound game. And, you know, watching that game, it, it didn't really look like they dominated. But I never had the sense in that game that Detroit was ever close to scoring a goal. You know, 16 shots on goal. I mean, they dominated. Defensively, they, they dominated again, you know. They just they didn't score six, seven goals. So when you look at the score, it's like, oh, only three nothing. But they dominated. Yeah, they looked good. As you were mentioning, they shut out the Penguins 3-0 before the break. Elliott made 19 saves in that game. Came back, lost to the Penguins 4-3 in overtime, but, you know, they were lucky to salvage a point there. And they beat the Avalanche 6-3. Lyon did his job in that one, and the Flyers' offense luckily kept the uh, Avalanche at bay on there. So, pretty good weekend. All things considered here. You know, you yeah. beat two of the top teams in the league. Well, you get a point against the Penguins and then beat the Avalanche. You got three out of four points, which is exactly what we needed. You know, I mean, essentially, you know, we we joke all the time, like, they need to go undefeated the rest of the season. And, like, as <laughs> much as that's a joke, do. they really kind of <laughs> do. They really can't afford to lose points anywhere. And, uh, you know, at least grabbing a point against Pittsburgh was good. They didn't lose in regulation. The game started out kind of where the other the uh, first game picked off you know kind of a ba- uh, uh, um, um, <laughs> totally lost a train of thought on that one just stroke there what happened <laughs> <laughs> the uh they picked up right where they left off in the first game where you know it was kind of a back and forth contest evenly matched a little physical uh, Pittsburgh came out in the second period Flyers looked absolutely gassed already and they were 30 minutes back in from their um, you know week and a half break and they came out in third able to come back tie it up and then lost in overtime in the worst play from Sean Couture you'll ever fucking see when he handed it over to Brian Rust who then set up Crosby one two three came out against Colorado Alex Lyon didn't cost the team the game which is shocking he looked semi-decent all things considered 28 saves on 31 shots and, uh, you know Joel Farabee two goals in that game he's been on fire lately Kevin Hayes had two goals in that game as well uh, all in all, Jim, pretty successful weekend. I would say so for sure. Yeah, I mean, they came out the way I wanted them to come out against Pittsburgh. Um, they, again, I felt they controlled the majority of that game. The, I don't know what it was, you know, 8 to 13 minutes that they didn't, they gave up three goals, you know, uh, in the second period to Pittsburgh. Other than that, I really felt that they controlled that game and they deserved to win. They should have scored more than that one goal in the third period, who, which was scored by Scott Lawton, who now has three three goals in three straight games. Uh, I'm sorry, a goal in three straight games. Um, 
Jake Voracek out on the board, which I was happy to see because at the end of that first half of the season there, we were saying, uh, you know, it kind of figures that he's hot right when the break comes. Good to see him get on the board. Hopefully he can continue his success, his uh, successful run of play. Um, Tyler Pitlick got on the board in the Pittsburgh game. He's been a, a little burst of energy over here. He's kind of showing some hands. He's throwing his body around a little bit. Uh, AV bumped him up to the third line. I, I can't remember if it was the Pittsburgh game or the Avalanche game, but you know, guys are starting to step up. This is a, a complete. I don't. I'm, I don't mean complete team in the sense that it has everything, but I mean, you know, complete in the sense that they're getting a strong effort top to bottom on this roster, which kind of tells me that guys have bought in. The coach did his job, and I can't help but get excited. I mean, dude. The, the Penguins blew the doors off the Flyers 7-1 a couple months ago, right? Um, it didn't even look like the Flyers belonged on the same ice, man. Like, it was pitiful. Um, they come out a couple weeks ago. They shut them out 3 nothing. They go into Pittsburgh, and they probably should have had two points, if not for the the, the couple minutes there that we talked about. Um, the Avalanche game, let me bring that up right here real quick because that was a little bit scary, right, um, with Alex Lyon starting. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought he did enough. He did enough for the Flyers uh, to not lose the game for the Flyers, and he absolutely kept them in it through the first uh, period and a half. Um, let me just bring up some stats here. Uh, 6-3 was the final. Since December 17th, Voracek has five goals and 13 assists. And can you imagine if that keeps up? If he, there's always like a stretch of 20 games where he will play out of his mind good every year, and the rest mm-hmm. of the time is just kind of like give or take. You know, you never know what you're going to get out of him. But he's definitely in the part of the year where he's just fucking tearing it up. He's been playing well. I haven't noticed him uh, noticed him being a a hindrance to the team or being kind of careless like he was very early in the year. So we're definitely in the middle of the Jake Voracek hot streak, and uh, he's been doing a hell of a job since a little before Christmas there. Yeah, and you can kind of see what did he say earlier in the year? He's got that "fuck you" attitude back or something. something. Like and I, that, yeah. I mean, it sounds like such a joke, but like you can kind of see a little bit of swagger out there uh, with him. You know, he's he he looks like he's playing with emotion, and I, I know like guys like us, we appreciate that. You know, um, so it's good to see from Jake. He had an assist in the game against Colorado. He's I know plus people want to say plus minus doesn't matter, but. You're on there for a goal. You're doing something right. Voracek was a plus. I'm with Sean Couturier, who had three assists. And, you know, Jim Jackson said tonight he's actually the leading candidate for the Selkie Trophy. He's finally getting some respect league-wide. Um, and it's no coincidence that guys that are playing with Coots are producing. Earlier in the year, it was TK and Limblom. Now it's Jake Voracek and Joel Farabee. It's not a coincidence. Sean Couturier is legit. You know, third-line centers are not considered for the Selkie Trophy. There was a guy earlier uh, a couple weeks ago saying Couturier is a third-line center on on most playoff teams. So I'm, I'm like, are you watching the same player that I'm watching? Um, Kevin Hayes, two goals and an assist in that game. Uh, he had a shorty in that one, didn't he? He has three goals and two assists in his last three games in back-to-back shorties. Outstanding, man. And <laughs> the last two weeks alone, I have called Kevin Hayes the greatest flyer of all time, the greatest hockey player of all time. I've demanded <laughs> his number gets retired, and I told, uh, he said that he should get the C and all three A's. So, yes, I, <laughs> I saw that. I, uh, I kind of love Kevin Hayes in the moment. Yes. 
So that that was you announcing that you believe Claude Giroux should be traded. Is that what that was? Let's not uh, let's not open another can of worms. Or <laughs> All right, I'm just going to mark that down for later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, we we've been talking about his personality, things like that, but dude, he's producing on the ice. He he's changed. I think I believe he's he's, you know, we talked about it in the off season, you know. Uh, oh, AV is going to bring all his guys in. Of course, he's going to bring in Kevin Hayes. And, you know, I wasn't really crazy for that, but it, it, it was absolutely the right move. He was absolutely 100% what this team needed. They needed somebody in the locker room to just loosen things up. You know, when things are bad, he Kevin Hayes doesn't get down. He's, he, he's just in, his natural personality to just, <coughs> excuse me, lighten, lighten the atmosphere. And he's putting up, he's scoring fucking shorthanded goals. We haven't seen we haven't seen somebody score shorthanded goals like this since when? Since he two. has four shorthanded goals this year, <laughs> which is the most since Matt Reed in 2013-14, and before that, Mike Richards had seven in 2008-2009. Wow! So he's coming for that. Been a long time, I believe. Wayne Simmons had uh, two here and there since Matt Reed, but other than that, we shorthanded goals were not something his team specialized in for much of the tenure of Dave Haxtell. Probably because Laterra and Vandevelde were out there most of the time. <laughs> Dude, and he's fun to watch. I like watching him play. Yeah. And it's, and he does have some moves. Like, I, I, I take back everything that I ever said during the offseason about uh, wanting Matt Duchesne over, over Kevin Hayes because I couldn't have been more wrong. Kevin Hayes is fun to watch. And I'm, I'm grateful to be able to watch a player like him. I got to be honest. I don't, I don't mean to sound however, but... If if I just want to watch fun hockey and Kevin Hayes is fucking fun. Yeah. So, and, and he's been playing a very solid game all season. And there was a stretch there, I believe it was in November, where he didn't score for fifteen games or whatever it was. And everybody, ah, Hayes that he sucks, he can't do it. But he was always playing a very solid two way game. And yep. the chances were there and they just weren't going in. And now all of a sudden they're going in and he's the fucking greatest flyer of all time. So I love what I'm seeing from Kevin Hayes, man. On and off the ice. Farabee had two goals in that game as well. Farabee uh, did not score tonight, so it did ruin his point streak. But before that, he was on a five-game point streak where he had four goals and two assists. And he's, you know, I've talked about Farabee for most of the season where he always looked like he was on the verge of doing something great. And it just never was clicking. You know, his passes were crisp. He was playing strong, played energetic. You know, there was a time where he saw uh, towards the beginning of January, right after Christmas, where he was only seeing, you know, nine minutes a night. He was on the fourth line, kind of getting buried. But the second he got put back in, uh, in, you know, this top six, in middle six, I should say, you know, he has looked so much better. He's got the energy. He's playing well. And it's it's all the talent that I've been seeing all season kind of getting put to good use. And it's f- good to see it finally click for him. Um, I, I know there are people that, you know, oh, you should go back to the I, I don't think Farabee should be in the AHL. Frost should definitely be in the AHL. Farabee, I, I think I always saw the talent. I was just kind of waiting for it to click. And it seems like it's finally clicking. And sh- no surprise when you put the kid with actually talented players... He's going to score, and uh, that seems to be the case now. He, uh, the point streak was over tonight, but hopefully he can pick that up against New Jersey because he is he's on a hot streak right now, and he's playing very well, and uh, that's good to see. It's good to see one of these kids kind of step up and take it because, uh, you know, all the promise that we had going into this year with all these kids being great, you know, they've all kind of struggled this year. So it's good to see Farabee 
uh, finally lighten the lamp a little bit. He has, what, seven goals and 11 assists on the year, uh, 18 points, and uh, one of the four, six of those points came in the uh, past five games. So good to see. Good to see Faraby getting a little fire under him. Yeah, and I think the break was good for somebody like Joel Faraby. Yes. And I I think I was one of those guys that said, you know, send him to the minors for a little bit, let him get his confidence back. He's getting beat up up here. And I I still believe that that would have benefited him. I'm not going to take that back. Um, just so happens that he's playing. In a playing. perfect scenario, if the team was healthy and there was, you know, and your top players were playing like top players, he should be in the AHL, realistically, just to, to, to gain the experience, to gain some goddamn size. The guy's small as hell. He shouldn't be on the fourth line grinding. And, you know, but when he's put in a situation like he is right now where he's with, uh, you know, actually talented players and he's allowed to go out there and play his style and be creative offensively, he's definitely useful. And that's the difference. You know, whereas, yeah. you know, I don't want him on the fourth line. I don't want him playing nine minutes a night going out there and punching people in the face. You know, he's 160 fucking pounds, if that. You know, you don't need that shit. If that's the case, then send him down. But if he's going to be used properly, I, like I said, I think the foundation's kind of been there all season. And uh, now that he's finding some chemistry out there, it's good to see that he can, uh, you know, start producing. 100%. And I mentioned the break would be would be good for somebody like Farabee. I mean, a couple days off. You know, you got 30 games left here. You know, hopefully they can squeeze some juice out of him before, uh, you know, before it runs dry. Uh, you know, because he's still a kid. This is the longest season, longest, most physical season he's ever been a part of. You know, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and be negative and say it's going to stop one day. But, you know, I, I hope it continues the rest of the year. I want to see him succeed just as much as anybody else. I, you know, I'm, I'm just not going to take back that I thought he could have used some time in the minors a couple weeks ago. He could you know, you're kind of stuck here. I'm just glad Frost is down there. <laughs> let's, let's just be happy that fucking they woke up with one of them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's a little thing here. The uh, Another game, their possible trap game coming up. They play the Devils on Thursday before the real fun begins. Capitals, Florida, Islanders, Florida, Tampa, Columbus, Columbus, Winnipeg is the following two weeks after this Devils game. So they got to go in there and, again, not play a trap game against the Devils. They got to go out there and, and uh, thoroughly destroy them because the standings, you know, those games afterwards, especially against Florida and Columbus, are going to be incredibly important. They need to be looking at that Devils game like it's a must-win game. Like they need the two points out of that game because they are not going to have an easier game maybe the rest of the month. I mean, they have the Sharks on the 25th um, coming from the West Coast. But, no, nah, for at least three weeks, they're not going to have an easier and, – and I say easy, but, you know, they're not going to face a more inferior opponent for three weeks. I think New Jersey's actually been playing a little bit better since they fired their coach and things like that. But they need that's a must-win game. Seems it, worth noting the it. Flyers, as of this recording, which I'm sure will change, but the Flyers are in the first wild card spot with 65 points. They have jumped ahead of both the Islanders and Hurricanes. Florida won tonight, so they jumped ahead of the Maple Leafs for third in the Atlantic, but they only have 63 points. So, the Flyers first wild card spot, Islanders second, the Hurricanes on the outside. Looking in as of right now, Flyers have 65 points. Blue Jackets have 65 points, but all the tiebreaker. And there's the other thing with this one. Uh, Bill Meltzer tweeted it out. I think we talked about it with Anthony last week. The 
<laughs> Hurricanes, Islanders, Blue Jackets, Penguins, and Capitals all hold the tiebreaker over the Flyers. Mm-hmm. That may not sound like anything now, but keep that one in the back of your mind for early April. <laughs> you know, when the Flyers are in game 82 in the shootout trying to make it in, and they gotta win to save their goddamn lives. Because that's, uh, sounds like it's something that'll pop up in the storyline later on for right now. It's just a fun little fact. Well, maybe not a fun fact, but, but, but a fact nonetheless. So, uh, I mean, they had, they could really take care of some business here these next two weeks. Uh, you mentioned that they're, you know, they're within one or two points of Florida Islanders and Columbus. I think they're tied with Columbus, a point ahead of New York and, uh, two, two points, points ahead, ahead of Florida. Of the Hurricanes, Florida, and Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the 10th and the 13th, they have the Florida Panthers. Uh, on the 11th, which is the second game of the back-to-back, uh, they have the New York Islanders. God, the Islanders have a th- fucking three games in hand on the Flyers. 55 games for the Flyers. Wow, 50 I didn't know for that. the Islanders. Uh, uh, wow. How did the fucking Flyers... you say Flyers... 50 games? Yeah, Islanders only played 50 games. Flyers are 53. What? How did the Flyers not play for the first, like, they played two games the first three weeks of the season, yet they have more games than, like, everybody else? Yeah, and they open up the second half of three games in four nights. Uh, let me see. Let me check New York's schedule out real quick, man. Shit. I believe the Islanders have a very daunting schedule coming up. I think they have that's, their West Coast trip. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. I believe I saw that on Twitter. But you yeah, can... they, they haven't been exactly playing great hockey lately. They're kind of Their goaltending slowed down a little bit, and that was the only thing keeping that team super competitive was was their goaltending because the rest of their team is a bunch of fucking fourth liners yep, <laughs> and that's Marzell. for sure man. but yeah. um yeah the hurricanes yeah, and both slowed down a little bit the blue jackets i actually don't know what they're doing since they came back from break i know the elvis, dominating dude they're the like 12 El- games elvis up. fellow is fucking killing everything how about that other dude you can't say his name matisse fuck? matisse um, kevlin eeks fucking i don't i don't know let's see <laughs> that's how you say it kevlin eeks I uh, I'm gonna take your word for it because I couldn't it. tell you any better. Let me pull up the roster Kevin so I can actually try and. Is John Tortorella gonna win Coach of the Year over Elaine Vigneault? If the Blue Jackets make the playoffs, probably. They're twenty-eight, sixteen, and nine. Holy shit! Elvis Merz Lincoln's Merzelkins. Merz Lincoln's. Yeah. Merz Lincoln's. There's Jonas Corposalo. I know that one, and. uh this fucker, this Matthias dude, <laughs> Matisse Kevlinix, Matisse Kevlinix, yeah, Kevlinix, I guess. The Columbus Blue Jackets have given up the least—I'm sorry—the second lowest amount of goals in the league. That's insane. And then the Flyers put up seven on them mm-hmm. a couple months ago. Okay. I don't. Uh, was it Columbus? I feel like sure it was. Columbus did put up seven on them. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I feel like it was. There's a three to two victory over Columbus. Flyers are eighteen four and four at home, by the way, which is outstanding. Oh yeah, seven to four, October twenty sixth. Yeah, best team, best defensive team in the league. My ass. Flyers put up seven on them. Who was in net that game? Probably not either one of those two. That was when Hart was going through his little Corpusalo. So they didn't out. face either one of the Latvians, wherever they are. Merz Lickens is a. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually really like his name. Yeah, Merz Lickens is actually really, really good. If uh, I didn't hate Columbus so much, I would totally get a jersey of his just for the name. But 
Where's Lickens? I got I got one for you. I'll send it with your Forsberg. Mm. That's that's how long it's gonna take me to send that out. I'll find you a Merz Lickens jersey and send them both. Mm. <clears throat> Told me what? What are they fucking? Yeah, what do you think about? Uh, I mean, I, we're again. Actually, we're not off topic because we're talking about some playoff uh, standings here. Totally unlike us to go off topic. People are kind of complaining now that the Flyers so, are hold the fuck up. They're what? <laughs> People, People are, are complaining. complaining in 2020. <laughs> what? I know. Can you believe it? Unbelievable. So this whole two wild card playoff thing. Now that the Flyers are relevant again, you know, leave it to Philly fans to start crying now about the playoff system when it's been that way for the last, I don't know how many years. Like, nobody's just noticed because the Flyers never had a real shot at making the playoffs. But, like, what are, what are your thoughts on the current playoff format? Something has to give. Like, this is a system I never really liked since they went, uh, went to it. I think the 1-8 to eight is much better than this wild card bullshit. But, uh, I mean, the Flyers would be, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. So they'd be the sixth seed right now, which they're the seventh in this record. They would be the sixth if it was most points. So, I mean, it's whatever. They they did this to build interdivisional rivalries and, and try and line some of that shit up and, like, I guess it works, but I'm tired of seeing, you know, Pittsburgh and Columbus face each other in the first round every year, and it's just, it's all the same, so I, I don't know. They need to figure out a way to change it, and the point system in general, I think, needs to change. I don't think it's going to anytime soon, but uh, it's never been a system that I really liked, whether the Flyers were involved or not. I, I think the one to eight should be the way to go here, but yeah, there's some people that vehemently hate it for one reason and, and love it for another, but... Yeah, no, no, take it or leave it. Yeah, people are always, like, so far on one side with things anymore, right? Yeah. Like, you're not allowed just to be like, well, I understand it, but I dislike it. Or I don't agree with it, but I accept it. You're not allowed it's to always like say the complete, that. Like, I fucking hate it. It's <laughs> such bullshit, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, it's been this way for years. Like, are you just now finding out about this or what? Yeah, you're not allowed to say that you're happy Taron Hatcher's mic cut out without being called a raging sexist. <laughs> <laughs> she was looking cute tonight, by the way. I don't know if you yeah, noticed. Yeah, she stumbled over every single goddamn word she said, too, with her fucking notebook <sighs> in her hand. <laughs> Who was she talking to pregame? Was that Coots? Did was you watch Farabee. pregame at all? It wasn't Farabee? I had it on in the background. I think it was, there was one. I mean, she may have done more than one, but it was definitely Farabee. What was I looking at? I, I thought she asked Coots a question, and he was kind of like, he he gave that look to the camera like, <laughs> like, like seriously. <laughs> I don't remember what the question was, but I remember he gave a look at the camera, and I'm like, hey, he's funny. How is I, I saw him out one time out, out at dinner. He's actually a lot taller. He he looks taller than like six three yeah. or whatever he is. I sat at the same table he sat at. The seat uh, was hot. He's only six three. At least I say. Yeah, he looked a lot. I feel taller. like he looks taller on the ice in six three. Yeah. He has to be like... Maybe he was walking around in his skates when I saw him. I don't know. At dinner? Yeah. Hmm. It was at uh, 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 Davio's. It was during a restaurant. Actually, it was around this, this this time last year. Davio's. 
The old Italian steakhouse. Italians can they make they can make good steak, man. Okay. Uh, sorry, a little off topic here. Uh, yeah. So the playoff format. Uh, it's uh, if you want to make the playoffs and you're not in, then make then fucking win some games. You know, it is what it is. Columbus has the same amount of points as the Flyers. They lost any. They lost every single significant player last year besides uh, Warinsky and uh, name another player. I, I can't even think of one right now. Uh, Seth, Seth Jones. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and and you know, they really, they really, really, really got screwed over the summer. I, and I mean, you know, what the hell is their GM's name? I want to say his name, but I can't Some remember. Swedish and it's fun name. to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he went all in the season before for to win some kind of, you know, to win the cup or whatever. Didn't pan out. You know, you got to respect him for that. Um, he had faith in his, you know, uh, in his system. He had a couple young players coming up, uh, believed in his coach. And, you know, what Columbus is doing this year, I don't, I don't know how they don't, I don't know how Tortorella doesn't win coach of the year. I'm, I'm in disbelief at what they're able to do. I really had them finishing at the at the bottom of the division, so I'm in, I'm impressed. Um, you know, I want the Flyers to obviously make the playoffs, but part of me wants to see Columbus get in as well. You know, just to see what what they do because they might be built for the playoffs. Well, they if the season were to end today, they'd be playing Pittsburgh again. And I'm cool with that. Let them destroy each other. So a one to eight format would be right now Washington, Boston, Pittsburgh, Tampa, Columbus, Philadelphia, Islanders, Florida, which would produce matchups. Tampa versus Columbus, Philadelphia versus Pittsburgh, Boston Islanders, and Washington, Florida. Whereas if the season were to end today in the current standings, it's Capitals versus the Islanders, which would be different. It would be... The Bruins versus the Flyers, Lord have mercy. Penguins huh. versus Blue Jackets, Lightning versus Panthers. Was that all of them? Yeah, that's all of them. See, that's fine. Let let the two Florida teams knock each other out because I, I think that'd I be just, cool. But like other than that, I hate Florida teams, man. I, I hate them. I don't want two of them in the next round. You get a Florida Philadelphia series though. Last time we saw that, it wasn't exactly fucking good. Oh my god, who who was the goalie for Florida? Do you remember that? For what? The last time the Flyers played the Panthers in the playoffs? Were you born? Mm-hmm. Were you on this in earth? Beesbrock? Were you conceived? What year was it? Shit, man. Let me look this up. I, I, I can name the goalie from the last time the Flyers played the Lightning in the playoffs. It's uh, Robert Ash, right? Nitty Mackey? <laughs> Do you remember the Lightning goalie for... I'm sorry. Hang on. Let me Let me... The Lightning Who goal- was the Panthers goalie? The Panthers. Oh, we're going back to the Panthers? All right. Panthers yeah, yeah, goalie yeah. playoffs. I don't know. Who the hell? 1996 I'm- Eastern Conference semifinals. Yeah, you were born. You were you were just a young Daniel. Actually, I wasn't born. <laughs> I would have been about three months away from being born. <laughs> <laughs> so you were conceived. Yeah, Van Beesbrook was the goalie. Wow. Van Beesbrook, yeah, I figured. Who the hell else was a fucking goaltender for the Panthers in the late 90s? Luonga. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Hextall Hex, and Snow were the Flyer goalies. Tampa Flyers versus Tampa Bay. It was what, 2008? 
No. Did they play in 2008? It was the year Tampa won the cup, wasn't it? Did they play? I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. I remember is. This is when I really started getting into the Flyers when Flyers Lightning played each other in the playoffs. Esh and Hobby Bullen. John, oh, wow. John Graham was the backup. I was always right. It was Robert Esh. That was when? 2004? 2004. Uh, okay. Yeah, they played in 96 too. The Flyers had to play both the Florida teams that year. See, I don't like that shit. I don't want to. I don't want to play. I'd rather play Pittsburgh, or the Rangers, or some. I don't know if I'd rather play Pittsburgh. I don't Darren, know. If I trust the Flyers to beat the Penguins. <laughs> Darren Poopa was uh, the Lightning goalie. Do you remember him or no? I do. Yeah. That's when I, that that's when I really started to get into the Flyers. I guess I was like eight or nine years old. Roman Hammerlick. Do you remember that dude? Oh yeah. Bad dude. Chris Gratton was on the Lightning. See this this kind of stuff I could do all day long. Look at look at some of these old player names here. I'm like, oh my god, I remember that guy. And I probably have most of their jerseys. Two thousand yeah. okay. four Eastern Conference Final. Let's see how many. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. 17 of, oh, I guess the Esh is there too. That'd be 18 of what? 1, 2, 3, 4, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. 18 of 21 jerseys I have from the 2004 Eastern Conference Series. Who don't you have? Uh, and why? Vladimir Molokov. Who I uh, like because his name's Vladimir. Jeremy Roenick. What? And Dennis Seidenberg, I believe, are the three I don't have. I feel like you should have a Seidenberg. I'm really shocked that you don't have a Ronick. I just have never found a Ronick one that is reasonably priced. There's a, an autographed one going for... And Seidenberg's one... on the radar. He's one of the next ones up, but I have... A... Yeah, I'm surprised you don't have him. You have to find one. Who else I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't been out of the league Not for like yet. 20 years, too, so... Yeah, Vladimir Malikov. That would be... What a fucking disaster of a trade that was. Who did they, who did they trade him for? Oh, you're going to make me look it up. I remember writing about yeah. it. I don't remember who it was off the top of my head. Malakal trade. I got you ready for it. I think he played for the Rangers, too. Oh, that's right. He was one of the uh, overlooked picks. It was Andre Pavlik. Oh, yeah, Rick yeah. Kozak we were just talking Andre about Pavlik. this recently. That's right. We went over this on the show the other week. I knew I remember writing about him for one of the reasons. Vladimir Malikov. Man, Rick Rick Kozak, what could have been? Yeah. <laughs> Man, we really I it's kind of funny when we get off on a tangent and now we're looking we're talking about fucking Rick Kozak and Vladimir Malikov and this was supposed to be a a post game show, <laughs> Flyers Red Wings. You gotta love it, though, man. I could do this for hours, just hours at a time. Go through and get lost and like never in my life that I'd ever be thinking I'd be looking at Rick Kozak's uh, WHL teams, uh, like uh, the Swan Valley Stampeders. The, the what? one of my one of my favorite one <laughs> Where of my is favorite. Where's that interference teams, coming from? What is going on? The Cam Loops Blazers. 
My phone is Should... on the other side of the room, Church. Why is why why where's those interference coming from? Mine's right here. And it's not from me. <sighs> well, it probably is from you if it's right there. Nope. Flyers got a road win. Tonight? Yeah. Yeah. And totally lost in Rick Kozak. I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring <laughs> things back here for a little. How 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 long are we in here? Uh, We're thirty five minutes. All right, we can go for a couple more minutes here. It's only um, ten to fifty two p.m. It's not like one a.m. like last time. Yeah. So you brought up the Flyers' schedule, and this could quite possibly be the most important stretch in their season. Oh, this is make or break right here. If they go out there and they drop both games to Florida and then drop both games to the Columbus, like game over, you know, season over. There's no way yeah. they rebound from that. You know, as much as we, they needed to beat Detroit and they need to beat New Jersey, you know, to get these goddamn pity points. Cause they fucked that up during the, uh, California road trip, all those easy games they could have won. And they didn't, you know, now, like we said at the beginning of the show, as much as we joke about them needing to win every single game, they really do need to win every single game. Uh, I mean, at least get points to the non-division teams, and they need to beat the division teams and both Florida teams. Or, uh, well, I guess they do face both Florida teams in that weekend. But I'm expecting some playoff-style games coming up. Oh, yeah. I really this am. Should, this should have some. It should not be like tonight, where I was bored to fucking tears for about 60 minutes of it. They need to go out there and they need to play some very, very competitive hockey, and uh, win some goddamn games. I mean, they can't go out there and you know, fall flat against Florida. You know, that's it'll cost him a goddamn playoff spot. And hopefully Carter Hart's back. It sounded like he did practice uh today. So Oh he did. I didn't I didn't see that. Practice day, I believe he'll practice again before the Thursday game. No, they said another week, so I believe that at the earliest would be Washington on Saturday, but he probably won't come back until one of the back-to-backs, if that is yeah, that. So I, I would, you know, as much as I don't want to see Brian Elliott run into the ground or Alex Lyon at all, I'm glad they're not <laughs> rushing Hart back. We, we already saw what happens, you know, when you rush a goaltender back from a an, uh, an abdomen injury with, you know, Brian Elliott over the last two and a half years. So uh, I'm glad they're uh, cautious with this one, though. At the same time, it's like, please come back, Carter. <laughs> I need some assurance back there because, holy shit, do I not trust either one of these two. Elliot, I don't hate Brian Elliot. I-, I think he's a very good backup. But there were times, even the night, and there was one, I think it was against Pittsburgh, too, where he just completely lost the puck and ended up outside in the fucking corner somehow. Uh, he did that again the night where he just kind of stands up and, and skates away from the net. And it's like, hey, bud, there's a game going on. You should fucking stay in your net. So, uh, Dude, Is there anybody in the league that is is more slow oh getting back God, into like his net? Oh, my God, fucking cruise ship. Yeah. <laughs> that's the perfect exam. That's the perfect way to describe him because... Just 20 minutes to get across the horizon there. Post Dude, to post like... to... Oh, my God. Number one. He'll overplay the puck, and it's like, yeah. hang on. Let me yeah. fucking Wait, get back the there. Oh, you scored. Shit. Net, guys. I was almost there. Dude, like, what's up with that? Like, He's number 34. One, That's what's up with it. How, number one, how do you get so far out? Like, how do you overplay the puck that badly? And then, uh, I'll just take my I'll time. I'll just take my get good old time. And, and they score, yeah. and I'm going to swing my stick around. Oh, fuck, I would have heard that one, refs. Hey, didn't he have an amazing save? Was that Brian Elliott? In which game was that? Didn't he? Didn't he have a paddle save? 
He did have one a little while back that was pretty good. Yeah. That Pittsburgh say uh Pittsburgh game I went to a couple weeks ago. Maybe. Uh, I think uh, he had a couple Elliot is great. He, every game he'll make like two or three fucking ten bell saves, and then yeah. the goals he allows are soft as baby shit. And it's like, oh god. So, it's like you want to like him, but you just you just can't. Like he's a guy I can sit here and go, yeah, Elliot's pretty good. And then you look at his numbers, and they're like as pedestrian as fuck because yeah. he, he does allow some soft ones. His numbers on the season right now: a two ninety four goals against and a nine hundred one save percentage. I mean, that's pedestrian right there. And and he he'll make a couple big saves, so you'll think he's good. But then the goals he allows are kind of like, eh, you know, you should have had that one. So I don't know. He's a very weird goaltender. It's not like Alex Lyon where you fucking get lit up and I hate the bastard, you know, for fucking everything that he does. And and <laughs> you hate him for everything that he does. Yeah. Yeah. If I they call like up JF Ruby, I'm done. <laughs> Hand in the fan card of this one and, and walk away. They call the ball. Yeah. Just had some uh, serious What's that? Didn't catch a goddamn word you just said. Oh, really? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Sounded like you were underwater for a second there. Good. Maybe maybe it is my phone there, so I'll just put that on the floor. Um Yeah, and and we're not we're not busting on Brian Elliott because he's he's two shutouts in the last three games, and a lot of that's team defense and he's a perfectly fine backup goaltender. That's it. Perfect way to describe him. Even though he does take fucking forever to get back in that sometimes, man. That's why but, he's a backup. I can, I can deal with that shit once every once in a while, but seeing it all the time is kind of like, eh. Yeah, and, and since we're, like, kind of getting on, you know, uh, going with this kind of vibe a little bit here, can we um talk about Claude Giroux for a second? The because, non-existent yeah. falling from grace Claude Giroux? Is that who we're talking about? Yeah, and you know what? Like, we've... I've been bringing up. I don't want to say we because I, you know, I don't want anyone to get mad at you, Daniel. But I've been bringing. Oh up- yeah, no, nobody's ever <laughs> mad at Dan the Flyer fan. I've been, I've been kind of throwing G's name out there since the beginning of the season as somebody who's not really turning it on. You know, he's kind of been, and I let him fly under the radar a little bit too because he's the captain. You know, he's been doing it for so long. You know, a ton of respect for Claude Giroux. He's one of the greatest players in Flyers history. Um, Looks different this year. Yeah, and, and it was something really that we pointed out pretty early on in the year where it's like, this guy looks a step behind. And it's like, yeah, it's early in the year. He'll turn it on. And we're sitting here waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and we're not getting anything. He has uh, four assists since January 8th. He has uh, 13 goals, 22 assists on the year, which, quite frankly, that seems high. <laughs> yeah. It's only 35 points, but uh, it seems like that those numbers are a little high. But, yeah, he's uh, a non-factor on the ice, and he seems incredibly slow. I hope for his sake that once June rolls around and they are cleaning out their lockers after they win the Stanley Cup, that he reveals that he is, like, missing a foot or something, and there's <laughs> some reason for his hindrance of play. It's not just that he's broken down and old all of a sudden. Uh, I hope there's some legitimate medical condi- uh, medical condition that is is the reason for this decline. But yeah, this is something that we pointed out earlier in the year, and it's kind of like, oh, you know, keep tabs on this one. And the more this season goes, the more it's like, all right, this guy is uh, clearly not, uh, you know, coming back. I thought the break would do him well. 
and it hasn't. In fact, it seems like it's a little worse. <laughs> so, yeah, a little worried about Claude Giroux there. Uh, hey, do you buy the... into the fact? Do you buy into this whole while well, he's playing? So here's the thing: like, there's two different worlds, right? There's the the Twitter world, and there's the Facebook world, and like. Uh, the Twitter world is like <laughs> some people on Twitter are like educated and like they follow the team and can, you know, you can actually maybe learn something from once in a while. Facebook is just like, Oh a my God, pool of... these kind of people exist. Yeah. 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 It's like, dude, like I don't even want to like, like I want to comment on something, but like, I'm afraid of who's going to say what, because now I'm going to have to argue with this jackass for the rest of the day. You know what I mean? Um, so like, there's been some stuff going around on 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 in these Facebook groups, and you know, people believe that Claude Giroux is doing the team a favor by playing center. He doesn't really want to play center, and you know, we should be grateful that he's playing center. And this is the reason why he's not producing. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> he's supposed to be, you know, you can't say anything bad about Claude Giroux, but the guy's playing center. And this is why he's not producing because he's playing in a position he doesn't want to play. I'm like, what? How does that make sense? It doesn't. It doesn't make sense, right? No. Like he's played. He played that position his entire career until what? The <laughs> until last two, three what, years? two years ago. Yeah. He played center for a decade before he got moved to the wing with with Couturier. I don't think. He, I mean, I think ideally for him, he probably wants to be in the wing. But right. I don't think he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's going to go, fuck this. I'm not playing center. You know, right. he, he never has come across like that in the past 13, 14 years that he's been here. I don't think it's going to start now. Right. So uh, don't and don't get me wrong, because I give him props for that. Like he, he's, you know, being a leader, he's leading by example. This is where the coach wants me to play. I'm going to I'm going to play here. Right. He's setting the example for the younger guys. This is what the coach wants. That's what you got to do. I'm the captain. I'm doing it. So, you know, props for that. Um, the other thing that I'm seeing, and, and this is where the more educated opinion comes in, uh, you know, guys like Alex Appleyard and, and, uh, I can't remember who else said it, but Claude Giroux is playing a more defensive position, right? He's not, uh, and this is the reason for his lack of production in the same breath. They'll say that he's getting the chances. He's getting the chances. And also he's playing better defense. He's playing deeper in the zone. He's almost like a third defenseman. Okay, yeah, maybe, maybe that's why. And, you know, it could be why he's not producing offensively, but in the same breath, week after week, all I hear about how he's getting chances. When are they going to start going in the back of the net? Sounds like JVR. Yeah. And even JVR got hot in a little bit in spurts. And by the way, he hasn't scored in a couple games again. But, um, sorry, I just got distracted there. Uh, JVR's patented net front move. Dude, what is that? <laughs> it's the between the legs uh, top shelf. Why does it take so long? 15 minutes for him to accomplish. <laughs> Dude, I, <laughs> I've never seen a move. And oh he tried to do it twice. So fucking. He settles the puck down, slowly puts it between his legs, slowly top cheeses it. And by the time that happens, the goaltender's had his pat or his fucking glove up there for five minutes ready to catch it. It's like, dude, dude waiting to stop it. What He's are like, you doing? <laughs> the first time I saw it, I'm like, what the hell was he trying to do there? He took forever. Then he tried to do it again. I'm like, yep, I did, I did see that. Yep. Oh yeah, my I don't, god, I fucking hate James Van Riemsdyk. We're doing this because Nick isn't here tonight, so he's going to listen to this and be happy that we're ripping on Bart. But... <laughs> oh my god, I fucking hate the guy. Well, he's playing good defensively, Daniel. Well, fuck you. 
<laughs> That's your response. Two goals since Christmas. And... Hey, maybe they are playing better defensively. I mean, 16, 18, 19 shots a game. Who knows, man, but... I guess if he's going to earn a $7 million playing defense, that's fine. Right? Kevin, or James and Reamsdyke? No! <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, when people come back with the, well, he's playing well, he's defense. Playing so good. Like, it's well, not even like he's playing good defense. He just doesn't fuck anything up. It's not yeah. like he's Couturier or Kevin Hayes out there. He just doesn't fuck anything. He's not Jake Voracek blindly throwing the pass across the ice. It's not like he's fucking shutting anybody down. He just doesn't fuck anything up. God, I yeah. fucking hate James and Reamsdyke. Yep. Yeah, he, he had his little two games there. He hasn't – I mean, I, I'm not in the mood to shit all over Van Reamsdyke because he's been, he was playing – I'm okay always in the connected. mood to shit on Van Reamsdyke. Okay, then, then we can. Right. What, what else you got? <laughs> he had the three-point game against the Kings, and everybody's like, this is it. He's turning around again. Yeah. My course he was right all along. And then those, he's got his for... confidence back attempting those fucking 10 year, 10 year moves. Oh my God. That fucking move is ridiculous. I thought I was the only one that saw it. Cause I'm like, Oh no, he, you're not the only one. What is he doing? That's taken so long to get this off. Like what move is that? I, whole, it's something I've never seen. Every fucking goddamn player on the fucking both teams saw it. Cause he took so long to set up. I thought I was going to see something I never saw before. And then when I did the replay, I'm like, that's it. That took, <laughs> that's what was taking him that long to do. I've seen that a million times. Yes, that's the patented move he's been trying to perfect all season long and has scored, what, once on the power play? <laughs> Could you imagine if every game he's going out there and he's only trying to score that way? That would explain so much. It probably is. Um, for, for a while there, their their whole plan on the power play was look for JVR down low so we can redirect it across the uh, face of goal. He's got who- 14 goals, three of which are on the power play. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the other move there where you shoot it at James and Reamsdyke and pray to God above that it bounces to Travis Konechny over there, you yeah. know, rather than just wildly shoots off of him and goes somebody else. Yep, that's what yeah, that doing. was the move. That's that's how he scored against the Kings, I believe, was the goal against the Kings, where it just so happened to ricochet. Yeah, and I guess they thought maybe teams were catching on, so they gave him the green light <laughs> to go do your stupid move, JBR. <laughs> now everyone's expecting that cross-ice pass, so you have 10 years to do it. Yeah, move. now the goalie is ready with his fucking blocker there. <laughs> Five minutes before he gets it through his goddamn legs. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Oh, no. I saw I that, and I was furious. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I kind of laughed, but I, I kind of cried, too. Yeah. JBR. <sighs> I laughed, and I kind of cried, too. If that doesn't sum up my f- tenure as a Flyers fan, I don't know what does. JBR, <laughs> <laughs> uh, JBR. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Voracek. Hey, but, but for real, though. Imagine if if Giroux turns on can get going again, like legit get going, not like get lucky get going, not not like a uh, puck bounces off his of skating in. Like imagine, like he's got to really get going at some Hell, point, right? Like if this whole goddamn team could get going, dude. Like if, there's twenty. If we 20, got consistent production from Giroux, Voracek, uh, JVR, Couturier, Hayes. Like if they, if the five of them were putting up points regularly, we wouldn't have any fucking issues right now. People want to go, oh, well, you know, Lindblom's out and Patrick's out. And, yeah, those are big losses, especially Lindblom who's in the middle of a breakout year. But, like, there's more than enough fucking talent on this team to cover for them. It's just they don't score goals on a regular basis. And, you know, oh, they're playing good defensively, Daniel. Fucking great. Who cares? That's not winning you hockey games. 
You know, you got to score some goals. You can play defensively all you want, which is great. They have. Their last couple games have been pretty decent. But fuck, you got to score goals and not your theoretical goals that fucking JVR leads the world in right now. I don't want to hear that. Score some real goals. And you want to play team defense? That's great. But I fucking pay James and Reams like $7 million a year to not fuck anything up. No, you paid him $7 million a year to score 36 goals over the fucking year before you signed him. God damn it. I just how, like, this fucking playoff bubble wouldn't be an issue if these top <laughs> players were scoring on a regular basis. I like I like that the Flyers are are completely dominating games of late, and you, I still found a way to get you upset. Yeah, because it's something I've been yelling about <laughs> for fucking six months now. Score some goals, you shitheads! How hard is it? <sighs> so you think the Flyers need to make a move? Is what you're saying? They need to make significant moves, and it's not going to happen at the deadline. Like, I always come on the show and say, this is and this isn't NHL 20, but, like, Chuck Fletcher needs to have an, NH- an NHL 20-esque summer where he needs to dump all these expensive fucking players and bring in a brand-new fucking group of faces that can do something here. Because I don't think you're going to win no cup with fucking JVR on your team. You're not going to win no cup with Voracek on your team. You need players that are going to co- uh, co- uh, 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 produce consistently, and those two aren't going to do it. And Voracek's been very good lately, and uh, f- fucking sweet Christ above that Drew bounces back. But right now, you can't rely on your core to score goals. That is a big fucking issue. You can sit here and blame it on the kids all you want, and maybe one day Frost and Faraby will fucking pick up the torch and move on. Maybe one day Lindblom and, and Patrick will come back and carry the team to glory. But they're not here right now. And you can't rely on these kids that are not the fucking superstars that people blew so much smoke up their ass that they were going to be. People had Frost coming in here and winning the fucking Calder this year. He's in the AHL because he couldn't fucking handle it in the NHL. You need your top guys to be productive. And we're sitting here going, and when the best you can tell me is JVR has some patented fucking move that he can't score with, and his defense is good. If you're paying your fucking top line fucking left wing $7 million to not suck defensively, you're doing it wrong. You're paying fucking Tyler Pitlick $1 million to not suck defensively. Does Pitlick have more goals than JVR? Wouldn't surprise me. Huh, hang on, I'll look for you. Keep going. <sighs> Just, why? I don't know. I don't even know. Go. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Fucking keep going. We're going to fucking bury James and Reams like seven goddamn feet under the goddamn ground for every million he's making. Um, Tyler Pitlick only has five goals. That's what? One third of what JVR has? Um, That's insane. He is nine goals behind JVR. Yeah. Wow. Insane. Utterly fucking crazy. That your fourth liner, who sucked for a vast majority of the season, who only has really turned it on over the last ten games or so, has one-third the goals of your 36-goal, $7 million winger. God! Why is this so hard for people to understand? Does Robert Hag have more goals than Shane Gostisbehere? It has to be yes. That means only four behind. Justin Brown only has two less goals than Ghost. 
That's insane. Albe Kubel has three less goals than Ghost. Let's talk about Robert Haig, how he's been perfectly fine lately. Yeah. Dude, the the I mean, the Flyers lost Ghost, what, before they, they faced all these big teams? It's been weeks at this point. And they're seven two and one in their last ten. After all after these uh, you know, they they've played the Caps, uh uh who the fuck else did they played? Penguins twice, Avalanche. They haven't missed Shane Goss's bear a bit. Carolina. January seventh was the last time. Shane Gossespierre played. Let me tell you their win-loss. I haven't missed Shane Gossespierre at all. He's Not selfish all. fuck, man. Yeah, he... January 7th. That's when the Flyers got good. They beat the Capitals. They lost to Lightning, but that was a very close game. They beat the Bruins in a shootout. They beat the Blues in overtime. They lost to the Canadians, but that was a piss-poor game. They beat the Kings, they beat the Penguins, they lost to the Penguins in overtime, they beat the Avalanche, and they beat the Red Wings. Since Shane Goss' bears out. 7-2-1. Probably because your defenseman isn't fucking turning it over all the goddamn time. <sighs> Gotta hate Shane Goss' bears. They need to get rid of him. Hell, fucking trade him at this point. Everybody else season long is going, yeah, I can't trade Goss. You fucking get rid of this guy. Your defense is working just fine without him, and he's still got some decent trade chip. You fucking trade him at the deadline. Get rid of some goddamn cap space and bring me somebody else that I can fucking care about and will be good for the team! <sighs> so I just tweeted, the Flyers are 7-2-1 since Ghost Out. The tweet doesn't mean anything. It's just a fact. You're going to have all kinds of people be like, but... Huh. But Angry Jim, Robert Higgs, of course he's bad. There's still yeah. people I see all the time shit on Robert Haig. It's like, I don't take any of you shitheads seriously. If you can't He's sit been... here and admit to me that Robert Haig is having a perfectly fine season, I don't know what to tell you. He's been serviceable. Maybe maybe a slightly above serviceable. He's playing his role. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. People don't like him because he was over-relied upon by Dave Haxtell. He was thrown straight into the fucking deep end. He was playing him seen him out of minutes a night in situations that he should not have been playing and he was getting lit up. But A.V. has not done that. He's used him in a proper role, in proper minutes, and he's shockingly playing well! This isn't rocket science, people! I know you want to shit on Robert Hagen. I know we want to blame the same fucking whipping boys we've been blaming forever. But the fucking reality is... Robert Haig is playing just fine. He's racked 17 minutes a night. Most of January. They've come down a little bit the last couple games since the break, but fuck. <sighs> 17 minutes a night. What was he doing two years ago? Robert Haig? 20, 20, 21. Like, his minutes are cut and he's playing better roles. No wonder why he's playing better. God, fucking people do, oh, but Robert Hag did this, <laughs> fucking possession numbers. Fuck you. Fuck you all. <sighs> <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm dying. <clears throat> so, this is not uh, about Robert Haig, but I found it funny. Somebody found a Bob, Mc Bob McKenzie tweet from when the Flyers signed Kevin Hayes. And our good buddy, Mikey B, 
Oh, yeah. What's this thing? At, at BP or something? Mikey B, Owen BP. Usually has some pretty good takes on here. Because if you're a Flyers fan and you're in these mentions talking shit, delete the evidence while you can. And the tweet is, Philadelphia impending uh, UFA, Kevin Hazer closing in on a multi-year contract. Average annual value average annual value of around $7 million. And people are in here, this is a nightmare. Fletcher will have, have us back to cap hell in no time. Wow, which is true, but, you know, what a signing Kevin Hayes turned out to be, man. Holy fuck. It's not Chuck Fletcher's fault the fucking Flyers are in cap hell. It's Ron Hextall's fault for giving fucking JVR $7 million. Huh. I'm just glad I'm not in these fucking mentions because now I'm looking. I'm making sure. I don't think I ever. I typically don't reply to tweets, so luckily that one didn't uh, get out. But hell, I hated Kevin Hayes when they signed him. We I did a 56 minute fucking episode with you where I screamed at the top of my lungs for 56 fucking minutes, saying that I hated him. But like, <laughs> I just suggested they retire his number, give him the C and all three A's, and call him the greatest hockey player of all time. So, yeah, I've turned a corner a little bit. I'm more than willing to admit so I'm wrong. That... It's not very wrong. Uh, not very often I get to admit that I'm wrong. I'm right more often than not. But this is one of those things. All right. Didn't the Flyer fan was wrong? Kevin Hayes. And I love the guy. Greatest Flyer of all time. He's all right. Move over, Sam Moran. Wow, Hayes you're is... kicking him right to the curb, huh? Well, he's hurt, so he can't defend himself. <laughs> so you're just kicking him while he's down? <laughs> Yeah, stand by your it's man, It's not like bro. he can kick me back right now, so. <laughs> he could still probably manhandle you on one leg. Oh, I fucking tear me apart, yeah. But Jokes like me, yes. <laughs> What's he up to? He's playing with kittens these days? Yeah. Playing with his kitten on Instagram today and melted my little heart. You do have a little heart. It was the wholesome content I needed today. You did need some wholesome content. You, you've, you've been in a chipper mood up until I brought JVR up. Yeah, until until we talk about JVR, I'm always in a good mood. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm actually kind of, I'm sorry for that. I'm not angry all the time. You're the no. angry one anyway. I'm just the negative one. I'm pretty, actually pretty fucking pleasant. I'm pretty uh, nice guy until the Flyers get, you know, playing. But I've been pretty, pretty happy lately. I like what I'm seeing. I really, I really believe that this team, they're on to some big things. They just need to, you know, maybe subtract a piece and add a couple pieces. Two or three, like tweaks. Two or three little tweaks. They're big you know, tweaks, but they're tweaks. I mean, they're not going to win the cup this year, right? That's a given. The, the teams that are in front of them, I feel, you know, even though they've played teams like <laughs> the Capitals. Let's see if they make the playoffs first before we even talk about the fucking winning the cup. No, nah, they're making the playoffs. <laughs> February 3rd, Jim says Flyers making playoffs. Write it down. I just wrote it down. I'm telling myself it's in to the write audio it down. Books for the rest of time, Jim. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're making playoffs, but I feel like the Capitals... And, see, dude, the Bruins have a great record, but they don't have to play the Metro Division, uh, you know, the Metro Division teams four times uh you know, each team four times. Their division's not exactly tough. 
Like, like the, the, the Leafs are like a one-line team. They have been a bit of a mess this year. It's not the same Atlantic division that's been unstoppable over the last. I mean, Tampa Bay has not been the best. They've come back a little bit recently. But, you know, uh, compared to what they have been over the past few years, it's certainly not the same uh, caliber of talent. Yeah, I, I, I got to be honest. Like, I'm not really afraid of the Bruins. I'm really not. If the Flyers get matched up with the Bruins. Could I, they beat them in I, seven games? I think they could. I really do. I really think they could. Uh, dude, the Flyers I are 18-4-4. and four. I don't what, think the Flyers would get swept. I don't think they'd get beat. I, I do think it'd be better than the last time the Flyers made the playoffs and faced the Bruins or the uh, Penguins. But I don't know. I, quite frankly, I'm not sure any of the teams above them the Flyers could like easily handle. No, I'm not saying it would be easily – I think they could I really do think that they could beat the Bruins in six games and maybe it's just dude like what they've been doing the this is no fluke they're, they're 12 games over 500 they've consistently beat top teams in this league all all year long they've been beating top teams you know they've had two very tough stretches on, on the road if they can get their road stuff figured out, this is this team's easily 15 games over 500. They've beat and, the Bruins and, twice this year, both of them in shootouts. Yeah, and, and yeah, shootouts. So okay, so maybe I can't. And put one of them was in. Brad Marchand's fault. Yeah, um, they play one more time, uh, March 10th. Okay, yeah, that that's getting down to the wire there. Uh, these next couple weeks are going to be interesting, and. and who was the other team we were just talking about? The Caps. Caps would be the. Uh, Did they play them three times already, or just twice? Didn't they beat them twice? Flyers versus Capitals. They. I feel like they beat them and then lost in a shootout or something what is weird. This? Why? Why did you show me the Bruins record? Would you want to not show me the fucking Capitals? Two uh, eight. Did that happen yet? No, that's coming up. That's, oh, it's this weekend's game. Well, what the fuck? Silly goose. 2019. Flyers versus Capitals. One eight nineteen. That's this season, right? No. It's last year. Hang on a second, bud. January 19. That was last year. <sighs> ah! We're looking at... Oh, I got you. I got you. Coming right up. That happened already. Coming right up. I got it right here, dude. Individually, go. You really do? Then fucking tell me. <laughs> Hang on, let me get there. They beat the Capitals three to two in January. Wow, that that recent. Yeah. All right, so they lost to the Caps two to one in the shootout. But remember that they should have won that game. Yeah, it was two to one in the shootout. Yeah, there was some. Something wacky happened there. I don't remember what it was off the top of my head, but that was a home game. They should have won. It was a, uh, I think the Caps scored first pretty quick there. I think it was like uh, Kuznetsov or Backstrom or one of those guys. And then from then on, the Flyers dominated. It was November thirteenth already. Jesus, time flies. Yeah, the season is gone, and it's because it's a fun fucking season. Uh, and then they sometimes. Yeah, and then they beat <laughs> they beat the Caps, and that was the first win of this seven two and one stretch. They can they can hang with these teams these these heavyweight teams. Now, a seven game playoff series is a little different because the style is going to be different. Uh, for some reason, when I think about the Capitals in the playoffs, the first guy I think about is Tom Wilson. Um, yeah, somebody like the him. Bruins. The first guy I think about is Didn't Brad Marchand. Like 
Braden Shen the last time they met or something, or was it John Carl? Somebody, I remember what that was it twenty sixteen? Was it Carlson that killed Shen or or somebody lined him up and I don't remember who it was. Upset. I really don't, I don't remember. I, I can't remember to be honest. Somebody replied to your uh, Goss's Bear tweet. The Flyers record since Goss's Bear went out. Somebody said he should come back as a third line winger. What are your thoughts on that? Because I see that and I I don't know. I mean, at this point, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Like, he fucking can't play defense. I mean, it's not like he can play offense either. But Has like, he ever played wing in his life? I don't think so. See, here's the thing. Because when you look at the Flyers' wingers, like some, if you're not on a top-two line, you're expected to be able to play defense, and he can't. <laughs> so, like, how does so, that I mean, make sense? What's the difference about putting him with defensemen, though? If he can't play defense as a defenseman, you would have less responsibilities defensively as a winger. But He just is not good. Yeah, I and, don't think, and I mean, if, it's not like he's producing offensively and sucks defensively. He's not producing offensively, and he sucks. So he's a triple threat back there. What do you, I, I'm seeing Casper uh, Kapanen being sat for like supposedly uh, overslept or something. Oh, is that what it was? I think that's what it was. Yeah. I thought I saw something today for performance issues too, or maybe that was it. Maybe it was. He could be a guy that could fit on this Flyers team. And, you know, I, I mean, we know that that Gosses Bear sucks. I'm sure the scouts that watch Gosses Bear from the other teams know that he sucks. But some other teams might have guys that, that could fill his – I was going to say fill his holes. <laughs> 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 uh, but, you know, like like Bronze to our to our Myers or Niskanen's to our Proveralls, maybe they have one of those guys for a Gosses Bear. Kapanen, 10 goals, 28 points. This season, he is, uh, oh Lord, of mercy. He would fit with the he would fit with a guy like Kevin Hayes for sure. He's got one assist in his last six games. He had one tonight. I'm pretty sure too. He hasn't had a goal since January second. Yeah, get it. Go get him now if you're going to do something. Wasn't he signed Uh, to like a three million contract for quite a few years? Yeah, but. I mean, Ghost is on a f- uh, $4 million contract for a couple of years. Get rid of, yeah, I guess would a yeah whatever. I mean, in the, in the end, like you said, they're probably not going to do anything significant like that at the deadline. It's just fun to talk about. <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs projected cap space, $0. <laughs> uh, he's on three years at 3.2. He's got two years left after this year. So. 3.2, you said? 3.2. So it's, what, mm-hmm. 1.3 less than ghost so we'd have to take on it doesn't seem like the least of any uh room to work with there and there and so you know that'll be stuff to keep an eye on in the upcoming couple months yeah i feel like when we when you get the trade talk it's time to wrap up the show right yeah i think we're well over an hour now anyway wow we are that went by quick an hour and 10 minutes wow enjoy this one guys i did not think that we were gonna (laughs) i didn't think we were gonna hit an hour for sure but we did. We we did. We did. Well, I'll be back tomorrow night with BBW Radio with Manny and Steve. Jim and I will be back after the Devils game for another post-game edition here. I don't think anybody will be joining us that night either. We'll wait and see. Uh, and right. then, yeah, we'll figure figure out the rest of the schedule after that. BP, uh, Brotherly Pod with Shane will probably be back next Wednesday. So... Sure to check How's that out. going with Shane? Tell him I said hi. I will. Do you know him? Yeah, off Twitter. 
Looks like Jim and I will be doing quite a few uh, post games here in the upcoming couple weeks, given the schedules. But we'll worry about that as the time comes. But uh, at the Flyer like fan, it. at Brotherly Puck, at Brotherly underscore Pod, at Angry Negative. Be sure to subscribe to the Angry Negative show on any your favorite platform if you have not yet done that. Though I guess you're listening to us, so I'm sure you have. If not, do it anyway. Jim, where can people find you on Twitter? At Angry Jim HW. Uh, if you haven't heard already, we're giving away a Wayne Simmons jersey. So head over to at uh, HW underscore radio underscore and retweet that tweet. We're doing an episode tomorrow night where we're going to announce the winner. You have to listen to the episode. You have to hear your name actually be called. Uh, when you listen, shoot us a DM. Uh, we're not going to reach out to you. Uh, so good luck. Uh, we're I'll having a guest and put a spoiler out for everybody. So you don't have to <laughs> there you go. Listen yeah. to Jim for another hour tomorrow. That's all I said. That's all I was going to say. Okay. I don't need you promoting other people's shit on my show. That's all. You can edit that. Damn right. I'm going to edit that. Nobody well, will know what you just said, Jim. <laughs> all right. Well, whatever. Listen, if you want a fucking Wayne Simmons Jersey, listen to the show tomorrow night. That's all. Okay. Well, see you tomorrow, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Later, guys. Goodbye. Bullshit! For damage! For plastic game! For all these sick fucking dead!